You're listening to Fox Given, the one with Alex Norris. Welcome to Fucks Given. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And we are on a mission to revolutionise the sex space, break down barriers and give the lowdown on all things sexy. Every week, we will welcome a special guest to share with us their juicy details about their best fucks, worst fucks, or even the fucks that changed them. And we'll also hear your guys' sex questions and your worst sex stories. We're all about celebrating your sex. We're removing the stigma around the whole number bullshit. No matter how many people you've slept with, the number never matters because the fucks given are the fucks that made us. Uh, thanks for having me. Mm, you are a ray of sunshine in our studio. Uh, thank you. On a rainy day. So, Alex, could you tell me, or me, me alone, no <laughs> one else. You, everyone else, <laughs> could, look away. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are? Uh, so, my name is Alex Norris, and I make uh, comics on the internet. Um, the one I'm best known for is called Webcomic Name, and it's a mm. comic series that always ends with Oh No. Always has three <laughs> panels and always ends with Oh No. Um, not known for talking about sex ah. very much. So, yeah. Um, but I um, always love, like, different uh, exciting bits of the internet, and I really love, mm-hmm. like, the current, like, sex-positive scene is really good. And I've recently started making um, uh, erotica um, of oh. my characters. I don't know if you saw this online, but... Yes. Um, yeah, basically, uh, from the beginning of doing my comics, I, I for my, my comic series, I just wanted to think of all of the things I could do with the Oh No yeah. format. <laughs> um, and I was like, the just thinking of all the different genres and stuff. And the one that's like, because the, the, the comic is supposed to be like a bad comic, it's supposed to be like the, you know, the worst comic. And the thing that like no one would have asked for is like a erotica. erotica of blobs. <laughs> um, so that's what oh, I started I doing. It. And it's on my Patreon is that yeah. that's what my Patreon is now? It's just um, erotic, uh, erotic blobs. Erotic blobs. I mean, that, that sounds, sounds sexy. It sounds amazing. That sounds... So that's my bridge into the sex positive world, which I've been looking <laughs> yes. at from afar. I'm like, hello. Time to dive in. Yeah, yeah. And here we are. Yeah, here yeah. you are. And you've done a little bit of agony aunt stuff before, right? Yeah. Um, so that was a series called um, How to Love, mm-hmm. uh, and that was for the uh, for a South Korean webcomic app called Webtoon. Um, they're really big in South Korea, oh. and they when they like launched their um, English language version of their app, they wanted to um, uh, this, uh, they asked uh, people on the internet to make comics for them, and I made mm-hmm. a um, uh, agony art series. So it's for a year. I was just ask. I was being asked like questions about uh, teenagers' love lives and how to solve them, and I would answer Amazing. with um, with so comics. Good. It was wow. really good. And also it meant that I could ask all my friends about their love lives and it was for work. Yeah. Oh, so, bravo. Yeah, it was good. So I know, because I know a lot of people, I'm sure you guys do it, like, um, who are in the sex positive world be like, ah, so I actually talk about sex for a living. Do you, what do you? Yeah. Like, I think I, I have the thing with, um, uh, with, uh, with love when I, I'd ask, I'd be like, oh, I write, I write about love. So what's, what's your love life? And I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah. But really, you want like the juicy nitty gritty stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> True. Yeah. That sounds like the best way to answer people's um, sex and love relationship questions with a little cute cartoon. Yeah, it was definitely it was a tricky format because it was um, it. 
I tried to make it like not direct advice. It was more like general Mm. advice Mm -hmm. that you could then interpret for yourself. So if I just did a comic about like, I got a lot of questions like, um, you know, I fancy this boy, but uh, he never texts me first. Yeah. And then I'd be like, do a whole, like a comic about texting. And then people can take from that whatever they want. And it's because it's really vague. Nice. Um, yeah, which I thought was yeah was a nice way of doing it. Very important, especially for South Korea. Yeah. Woo! Well, but I think that they um, it was like really international, and it was weird because um, I had to think about what you know people's sex lives and like love lives are just different all around mm, the world. So yeah, so it, different all yeah, around the world. Uh, I used to get uh, messages from people who. Um, you know, we lived in countries where being gay was illegal and they were like, yeah. what do I do? And I had wow. to be full serious agony on rather than yeah. silly comic agony on yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what do you think about the stigma that surrounds the number body count? The body count? Um, yeah, so I think this is really... Um, uh, yeah, so I think I just think the whole thing is just very silly because... Mm-hmm. Like, what is having sex with someone? Like, if you're, like, counting uh, sex like that, is it, like, when, you know, is it just a, when a penis has been in a vagina? Is that, like, you know, that's not what sex is? Mm. Um, but, and because what I... Um, uh, that isn't what I'm looking for from sex and stuff. And I think that I... Um, I always say to people that, like, some of my most exciting stories about sex is actually when I didn't have sex. Yeah. Because I, I live this, this weird life where um, I... <laughs> <laughs> all through my like teenage and uh, like actually up until kind of weirdly recently yeah. i would like uh i have, I so i um uh date mainly date women and mm-hmm. um have a lot of female friends mm-hmm. so i love blurring the line between friendship and um uh sex and romance and stuff <laughs> in a weird way and so, so often like i'd have like people sleeping in my bed and um neither of us knew what was happening and then so sometimes we'd go home and like it wasn't sure and then i'd be like we could have sex now but i don't i know that we could have done and i we didn't and that uh, Ooh, so, so yeah it's almost like sexual tension that uh, made it love exciting. sexual tension yeah. more, more than sex that's what i'm after yeah. it's, it's almost like the denial yeah, yeah yeah i think well well i think that like but uh, basically i had a lot of I went to a Catholic school, uh, mm. and I think I just I basically absorbed a lot of uh, a lot of weird stuff from that. <laughs> what, so, why do right. you think so from a Catholic school of all places? Because I think like you're just told that everything is a sin, and that like and mm-hmm. the, you know there's the idea of like a sin, mm-hmm. uh, and that everything is like bad. And I definitely, even though I wasn't very Catholic or anything, I just definitely absorbed this idea of like things that like self-discipline was like the most important thing. Right. So, so but, it's almost that like you practice that. With. oh yeah and it's weird and it, like recently in the last couple of years i've like unleashed like a part of myself i'm like yes i'm like free and open but yeah. I th- and i think a lot of that is to do with so i i like um uh, i'm queer and i like identify i'm like basically like uh very confused like gender confused uh sex confused person and I, that's <laughs> that's my identity and that's like that's my comfortable place right now yeah that's amazing thank you for sharing that because a lot of people yeah. feel like they have to you know, be, they have to know what they are and, and fit in a category. Mm-hmm. And yeah. th- you, you seem quite content being like, yeah, I'm fucking gender confused and I'm, I'm queer confused and who the fuck and what the fuck, but yeah, it's great. Exactly. So I think when I, um, it was only recently, it was only like, uh, you know, the last couple of years been really exploring it and, and knowing that that's what, uh, I was always thinking about what I wasn't. Mm. I, I was thinking about what I, you know, that I um, 
wasn't masculine and I, you know, uh, wasn't a woman and all that sort of stuff and, mm. and, and, and not wanting to be like these people and... But then it was it wasn't until I was like, oh, identify as queer yeah. that I actually like identified as something rather than against something. Yeah. So I think that um for me like um yeah, I quite like just uh, queerness is like uh a lot of some people's interpretations of it, my interpretation of it is like a kind of uh n- like n- a label that's kind of like a weird blurriness of labels yeah. and a kind of big mess. It's like a big fuzzy bubble. Yeah. You can just anything and everything because it's so fluid, mm-hmm. like and a blob. Like yeah. a blob. Uh, and don't even let me get into. <laughs> so, w- one of, one of the reasons, one of the things, this is going into my like queer identity stuff now, more than my sex <laughs> life. But, um, my um, with the a lot of when you know recently, I've been exploring like my queer identity and things, and one of the th- reasons the one of the points where I realized that I was queer was because I realized I was like obsessed with making these like gender, uh, gender fluid or like gen, like blob, the blobs aren't yeah. uh, gendered. They're just blobs that have in, this is in webcomic name and also most of my comics. Yeah. How to love or you know, that series also had, um, uh, gender f- like neutral characters or, yeah. but the blob is like, people say they're like gender neutral, but I would say that they're like genderful. They can be like any gender. Oh, yeah, because oh. anyone and anyone would be able to relate to them, right? Yeah, exactly. It's mm. like, instead of glass half empty, it's, it's half full. Yeah. <laughs> they're gender full. Exactly. And, then you can be like, and, that, and I think that's kind of, I think I wanted to be uh, genderless or something or like mm. operating, which I think androgyny often is just like kind of, you know yeah. this way of being but whereas like uh you can't see me on the podcast but i have like a beard and i have like thinning hair and i'm also like want to be very femme and it's just a huge mashup of stuff <laughs> and that's the i think that's the thing that's that i've come to like love is like this kind of genderfulness mm. and i think that that's um yeah where i, where I sit most comfortably and being mm-hmm. kind of like a hot mess of gender <laughs> and, se- and sexuality mix. and yeah that's where I'm at right now. Mm, especially because sin is in, and baby, you are in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck number one. The first fuck. I've been talking about queer stuff. Mm. Um, I didn't identify as uh, queer until really recently, but wh- mm. when I was um, uh, a, t- a teenager, uh, basically, like, uh, felt like I was failing at being. I'm like a boy yeah. so it's always like in a group of like all guys and then being like the, the worst one at being the boy sort of thing yeah being the manliest man exactly and I was and so, so I was bullshit. like yeah and, it was, and, and uh, I know loads of women who feel the same way yes. about you know uh, in that kind of like g- uh, gendered way yeah. and so um, when I was like 16 a lot of my friends left left school and I, and I had like um, a kind of new group of friends and then I became this like weird what I would now call queer but at the time I was like Loved being. The, uh, I basically thought I was kind of the my my gateway into it was Morrissey, but like the Smiths Morrissey, not like weird late Morrissey, because he was because you know he's like this weird like non-sexual but like very sexy uh, but like weird, and he would like have like you know cardigans and like pearls and stuff, and so yeah. I would wear a cardigan and pearls, and that it, I grew up in Swansea in Wales nice. in South Wales. Oh, oh shit! Wow. So this was all like. I wore pearls to school and it was like a big thing. It was like a big deal. I can imagine yeah. like parades and shit going out. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe not that ex- happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was a kind of like subtle thing. Yeah. And then, I um, mean, that must have been quite tough, right? Because mm. Swansea isn't the most 
known for being open. Definitely no, not. I'm trying to say that in the nicest way yeah. possible. Nah, man, um, Wales is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say that, I can say that. I could definitely say that. My dad lives in Wales. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Yeah. You can say it though. Wales is fucked. Yeah, all um, of Wales. No, no, no. There are some lovely people in no, Wales that it. belong over in London. I love Swansea, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think growing up there was difficult. Like, there's a really amazing queer scene in Swansea, and it's really, oh, really? outrageous because <gasps> you need to be to react against it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think growing up in Swansea was difficult with all that stuff. But then I basically like because um, I had loads of female friends. I at this point all female friends, and I just like uh, all of them because I was like a safe boy mm. because I was like mm-hmm. soft. I thought I was a poet and and everything. I was like <laughs> a safe boy, and so I had all these like people fancying me, and then I. Um, just like didn't do anything about it, which meant they all like were like it was very intense. And a huge <laughs> group of friends who all like were quite intense, and then I would have loved to have acted on that and did mm. not know how. Um, and then when school ended, I had my um, first uh, girlfriend, and so my first my first time having sex was uh, on my nineteenth birthday. Yeah. So I've been out of school for a bit, and um, I recently you know. Uh, started dating one of my friends mm-hmm. um, and she was very keen for sex. She was like, I've had sex before. <laughs> Let's, uh, you know, I had, she, she, she got through all my weird kind of like layers of like anxieties around things. I was like, right, we're going to have sex now. That's nice. Um, I, I it's think... kind of good to have someone that's confident to lead you into it, especially if you're mm-hmm. feeling really nervous. Definitely. But then um, what happened was, yeah, I, I was definitely like, this would be good because she's like really like, yeah. you know, knows what she wants and I can sort of go, you know, ha- have someone to lead the way yeah then what happened was on my birthday i think it was actually at my birthday party or something um it was our house party and then we went upstairs and uh i know what was it i can't remember if it was at the party or afterwards Mm -hmm. but um we um yeah had sex uh upstairs uh, for the first time and i remember like the act of having sex Mm. being so upsetting because and i realize now it's because i was like in a very masculine role because right. suddenly, and especially because my my girlfriend, my first girlfriend was very like, you know, traditional gender roles thing, yeah, and that was yeah. a, a difficulty throughout our relationship. I think just the act of like having penetrative heterosexual sex, yeah, I, and I just cried for like hours oh. and hours and hours afterwards, and probably oh, days afterwards. Blimey, yeah. yeah. Well, was... so it was just traumatic then. Yeah, it really was. Like I, the, my first time was like, a, it was just a lot. I did not yeah. know what to, like having sex the first time is a lot any for anyone yeah um and everyone has different ways of coming at it and for me it was like that plus all of the like you know gender stuff as well i think mm, we just um, didn't know what the fuck was going on no yeah. yeah and i think i think that i just what it was just what um also we this was we'd like um got you know got together and uh, quite quickly she was like let's have sex and then mm, um, so you didn't really prepare no and so what happened was I said could we not have sex mm. now and after she, the first time yeah and then she was like oh, like disappointed and then yeah. um, uh, some of her friends were really mean to me because they were like why are you do- you're being really oh, you're being really horrible Jesus. to her yeah weird it's kind and of it's, it's a weird catch 22 isn't it when a yeah. guy suddenly says that he's not in the mood for sex because it makes you feel personally like, oh, I'm not desirable, like they don't want me. And there's no getting around those feelings somehow. Like even like now, like in a long-term relationship, it can happen. Like if the guy, or even like it happens on both sides. Yeah, both sides. Yeah. 
if someone says that they don't want sex and the other person's going to feel undesirable and like why don't you want me mm. and also with school as uh, like those girls were probably taught from sex education you are a female and you're supposed to have sex mm-hmm. and you're supposed to have a penis in your vagina and that's the way it's supposed to be so they're probably going oh fuck this needs to happen mm. And they haven't been taught the other side of it where it's like, no, you don't have to have sex and you can enjoy mm. sexual things without all of that. And it, it just sounds such a very confusing and, and weird also, time. And also I can totally see that like, I think that she, you know, was like, you know, men are just up for sex and exactly. and if they are not, then it means that you're like not attractive or there's, they don't like yeah. you. There's this huge stereotype that men want sex all the mm. time. It's portrayed to us in the media constantly. Yeah, films. Like in books, films, everything. TV. Like, Comedy. Yeah, it's just like gu- guys, even in sex education, like guys want to fuck. And even with conversations around consent, it's always like, the guy is the one that's going to be overbearing and like not like giving like you you have to be the one giving the consent it's it's really confusing and i think it's very damaging how did you one thing lastly on that mm. what how did you deal with getting over that kind of like trauma that the first time was and how did you start to be able to communicate what you actually needed in the bedroom that's good yeah, I think that um, the main, one of the main issues I realize now is just communication. Like, I mm. should have just gone. Actually, I don't want to have. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't communicate with myself or with her. Like that, I didn't want you to didn't have know sex. You could exactly because mm. I was like, this is what we were supposed to be doing. What actually happened was, um, you know, because we, we dated for like two years, and I, I think for about five months, I just was like, I don't want to have sex. But we did like all of the kind of like teenage horniness yeah. that I that I because I didn't sleep with anyone or have any kind of like relationship with anyone while being a teenager yeah and i wanted that like teen horniness and where yeah. like you're kind of just like desperate to sleep with each other but you can't yeah so we just go to each other's houses and like you know with our parents living upstairs and uh, and we'd like you know fun you know um sort of like uh sneak around mm-hmm. and that's what i wanted and i had we did that and i was like yeah, i think that yeah that was definitely um uh, so it meant that when we came to like having sex, it meant that I could have sex on more uh, the terms I wanted to. Yeah. It, rather than on some other It's all terms. about communication at the end of the day. Mm. You just need to talk and however you're feeling, just need to get it out there. Yeah, Otherwise, how the hell are they going to know? Fuck number two. The last fuck. Um, so my last fuck was with... Um, my lovely, wonderful partner Ruby, friend of yes. the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Shout out Ruby podcast. Rare. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> me and Ruby have been dating um, uh, like together. So mm. we've been like on like three people dates, which oh, is so fun. Amazing. I love because um, I just get to like shower another person with like loads of affection. Yeah. Um, but what happened was we went on a date and we didn't sleep with. Um, and the person because we just agreed before we were just like gonna have a nice date yeah um and then me and yeah ruby work went went home together and then in the morning had some like lovely um uh morning sex and we've also been into this like habit recently of like not having penetrative sex mm-hmm. i think it okay. became a bit of like we also like change things up but we like yeah um uh haven't been uh, doing that as much and just using yeah. like, doing, like hand stuff and going down each other I was gonna ask That's how, how so do nice. you have non-penetrative sex yeah. it's all like oral and foreplay and yeah I guess I guess like because I think that the, all of the stuff in terms of like you know we have this like idea of what uh sex is which is like mm-hmm. um you know 
uh, kissing and then you do some hand stuff and then we like go down each other yeah. and then you do it's some like penetrative sex and then yeah it's like a sort of strong <laughs> format for sex and basically like um True. i i love that um but as long as you're aware that it's happening and you can play within that yeah yeah so love on mixing that and i think that's we've mm. been doing that a lot recently but basically it's really like um playful so we like um yeah i think that in just knowing that you're like not going to have penetrative sex means you go, cool, I'm going to put some effort into something else now, yeah. which will be like, I'm going to like give like a weird, like a, like a massage, for example, but mm-hmm. like, it'll be like a weird, like sexy massage of like. And you uh, can go deeper into it as well. Yeah. Like, I feel like foreplay never lasts long enough yeah. when so there's going to be penetration. And so, yeah, exactly. Because then it's, because a lot of the stuff could be, like extent like foreplay or just you know the the yeah, thing that people think of as foreplay up. is the whole thing yeah. yeah um because i just love like i love like weird sex i love like when you know uh sex that isn't like uh that's just playing and being weird yeah. mm-hmm. is my favorite thing so um i think they're not yeah li- like um kind of putting penetration to one side just means that you can do like lots of weird yeah. other, other things it's kind of also bringing back in that sort of denial thing again and it kind of brings it makes it sex really exciting in a way when you're experimenting with loads of different things with your partner that you don't usually do definitely and i think that the the in terms of the denial the, the denial thing i think mm. for me what it is is that like i it's just um like i genuinely think that sexual tension is like a is like a thing is like a, i love it because it's like a it's like a weird boundary of intimacy yeah. that you're often like crossing with someone. It, it wasn't like marching towards penetrative sex basically and marching towards like a sort of heterosexual, like normal, like way of doing things. So yeah. I think I just like, um, you know, I don't have any like, uh, I have quite, I used to I used to say I have like, um, people are like, what are you into? And I'm like, I'm just like a, uh, Cornish vanilla like vanilla but or like raspberry ripple like vanilla <laughs> with like a weird thing in it yeah um because like I just like all of the um yeah other stuff around sex like just being being like playing and yeah being silly. I love se- sexual tension it's like the juiciest most delicious part of the whole act because mm. I love I love gossip yeah. I love like and I, I love gossip and sometimes I love like being in being the gossip and, like this is the kind of stuff that <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> as in like uh so I love hearing about people gossip from other people's lives, yeah. but like I'm I'm being the gossip for other people now because oh. it's like because it's just like this juicy thing. Oh, I see. Thing. As in, like you being juicy. on the podcast is is almost like sexually exciting. <laughs> that is not what's oh. that is not what's happening right now. <laughs> I'm going to I misread that, that completely. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Fuck three. The best fuck. So I'm going. Mm. I'd say my best fuck is, well, definitely with my partner, Ruby. She would not allow me to see anything else because <laughs> she's a sex educator and she is very good at sex. Uh, we have lovely, Amazing. lovely time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, ha- I have to say that. Uh, but, also, but also I'm saying it sincerely. They got the whip out there. <laughs> um, so yeah, my best time was uh, definitely yeah, with um, my partner, Ruby. Um, mm-hmm. um, I suppose the time that comes to mind would be so me and me and Ruby, massive sex nerds and relationship nerds. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know, both come from like kind of agony auntie kind of yes. um 
kind of uh, ways of talking about sex and relationships. So we analyze our relationships all the time. Really? And I love it. And that's another thing that I get off on is like uh, talking <laughs> yes. about sex and our relationships and stuff. And so, uh, but recently we, um, uh, we had an argument and I can't even remember what it was about. I think it was an argument about how we talk about things. <laughs> <laughs> I literally something like that, like layers on layers on layers. Yeah. And then we had an argument and normally, you know, we had this argument and then we, um, we met up and we went for like a walk. Um, and we like talked it all through and then we got back to Ruby's. So there's a full moon outside and then it was like uh, streaming into the room and um, me and Ruby went in and then we like um, got into bed and we like started kissing and stuff. And then there was like no talking at all, mm. which is so unusual for us and for me in general because I love chatting about yeah. it. And so we just had like, completely you know like we've been dating for a while now so you like know each other's bodies mm-hmm. and um probably had what would be quite vanilla sex the same we weren't doing anything weird or anything because it wasn't the time for it and that we just like um yeah it was just it was just like a really nice like emotional mm-hmm. kind of like um, really connected and then he, but then also like af- yeah really connected and then also like afterwards we just sort of like um sat in that space for a while like without oh. talking and it was like that, that's such an unusual thing for me because I think I need to fill up every moment with like talking analysis, yeah. like thinking and, you know. Thank lovely. you for saying that because I'm a huge sex talker and I definitely was made to believe that it was wrong and that sex was supposed to be silent. And I just enjoy talking through it and mm-hmm. talking about random stuff and talking about the sex and talking about like absolutely everything. Really? What do you talk about? Well, like, no, I, I don't talk about breakfast. it. I've like taught myself not to talk about it and enjoy that. <laughs> Because I think, yeah, I think it's definitely finding that balance, isn't it? Of yeah. like, of being able to talk about what you're doing. I like, I'm not very good at like sexy talk. I'm not, a, I'm not a traditionally sexy person, but like, I, I like weird sexy is what I was going for. <laughs> and like, so I like, I feel like weird sexy, you know, talking and also like, uh, just like talking, uh, I think communication is really important, but mm. also like, it's just hard to, to know when to do that. Mm, and, yeah, it, and keep the momentum going and everything especially with like a new partner yeah so sometimes i think people get a bit awkward if someone starts talking mm. midway through yeah because they're just like but yeah they can it, they it brings the you to do sometimes it. it could bring you out of the moment yeah. i think yeah i don't know like you know when you do like a little position change or mm. um I, I don't know but thank you for saying that because now i'm feeling like maybe i'm not weird or unusual mm. i'm not like it's not an annoying it's just something that is part of what i enjoy with sex Fuck number four. The worst fuck. I haven't had anything that's like really bad because I think that I do a lot of preparation to like mm. not to not do that. Mm. Um, but what happens? It hasn't happened many times, but um, because I lo- I love like I love like crossing a sort of like an emotional boundary with someone or like you know kind of like yeah. you I, lo- I love like I love that. Um, mm-hmm. and <laughs> my sex is just emotions is what, is what I'm saying what sort um, of emotional boundaries like I just have I have a lot of them like I have a lot of anxiety around sex I have, mm. a, I have a lot of things I need and stuff but also like uh, being a sort of queer person um, and most of my friends are women but then dating like using dating apps and stuff heterosexually like women are like so anxious and it's just yeah. and it's, mm-hmm. it actually is is uh, really, like the standards are so low because w- women are used to being really like just dating really shit guys, yeah. and so I love just yeah. being like things are fine, and then that being like, um, like I just uh, like I love like um, 
for myself. Like I have to get, I have to create a nice space for myself, but and for someone else. Yeah. But and, but but and also like and and uh, I don't think I've um, like I'll still go home with someone and be like, okay, we'll have sex and it will be fine. Like mm. it'll be nice. I'm not having a bad time, but like it'll just be fine. And there's yeah. And then at the end, like you kind of go, cool. Well. Uh, you know, I just haven't found like a connection with that person. Mm, I think. Incompatible. Yeah, I think yeah. I think dating. I think when I was um, uh, like dating a lot on dating apps, um, when I was like single and stuff, that only happened a couple of times. I was like, that sucks. It was just yeah. that. Yeah, got you're lucky that's only happened a couple of times. And I was, I know, yeah, and yeah. That, if that's the worst that comes from a date like that, you think about when you just when you it's horrible or you're disappointed or mm-hmm. the person's a like you know it's really bad <laughs> because it's, I think it's quite difficult to find a connection with mm. people sexually like it because especially when you're on dating apps because you mm. never know like mm. you yeah. you might like have a nice little chat on the dating app mm. a connection you, online yeah exactly but when you actually mm. meet in person it could be completely definitely. different definitely I think I, may, I think maybe I just think better of the of dates than uh, yeah so <laughs> you all, think really like, my dates like, are all yes. great they're all fine like uh, yeah I, I definitely um uh, if I go home with someone and we like decide not to sleep together, I'll just go, cool, tell me about your love, your history of your love life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just sounds gossiping. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, the gossip. You're like, yeah. Fuck number five. The fuck that made me. My second girlfriend, we met doing improv. Amazing. Um, yeah, because I'm a massive dweeb, so I did improv. Like, oh, I'm gonna, so I'm it. gonna ask you about improv after because <laughs> I really want to get into improv. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, yeah, so we we met and um, she's like an amazing improviser, and we met and we were just like being silly together all the time. And at the time, I like wasn't uh, exploring like my um, queerness consciously, but I was like a sort of camp uh, effeminate boy, is what I would yeah. describe mm-hmm. myself at the time. Um, yeah, and so like when we first started like sleeping together. It was just like basically weird. Uh, it was just really silly. It wasn't even like um, it was sex, and that it was a really like, bo- like intimate, and we were like touching each other's bodies and stuff. And like we would, you know, do like you know, punch sex and things. But the main thing was just like being really silly and like kind of improv, I suppose, which is the dweebiest thing in the world. <laughs> improv it. in the bedroom, basically, because it wasn't and it wasn't role playing. It was Ooh. like just being really weird. And we used to have a safe word. So uh, we, so we used to have a safe word for when we'd like uh, escalated it too much, uh, just in terms of like w- the characters we were playing. Yeah, and I have been one upping each other all the time, exactly. <laughs> which is so fun. Wow. And I've and I've really like that. I've, t- I've that's exactly what I want from sex is like yeah. that sort of relationship. And so I've really just taken that into my relationship with like currently with Ruby as well. Mm. We have we have a safe word that we mainly use for when we're just being really weird with each other and then you're like just weirding each other out and you're like, no, let's stop. Let's let's stop that. That's so good. Uh, I love that. So we used to have like, I was thinking beforehand because I was like, I know I'm going to tell a story and I was like, uh, it's weird talking about your sex, like uh, role-playing things, but we used to do Mm -hmm. things like, um, we used to do our first date. Um, We would would be um, Brad and Chad, who were both, uh, we were going to like a high school dance. We both had dates and then uh, the dates went away and then we were having like a secret love affair. And that was was our first first, like time we slept together. I Uh, love that. That's like almost, it's kind of like rolling up on your like teenage desire fantasy. Mm. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds like so much fun. It's like love at first improv. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but I think think we had a quite a different... um, 
sex drive mm. unfortunately so like mm. and we had an amazing like sex in that way but i think that um so like it's really nice because i think in my like uh current relationship with ruby and stuff she, we've got like really matched sex drives and that's and, so and, like, good w- have like weird sex involves of all sorts but yeah. like especially like bring it i think it just it just took me a while to realize that like that was the thing i cared about more was all the weird stuff around mm. the actual act of having sex because uh yeah that was just more important to me mm-hmm. can i ask about your sex drive um in a relationship you've been in for like a year mm-hmm. right yeah how often would you say you have sex um so we me and ruby live really close to each other we don't live together we live yeah. really close to each other probably see each other maybe like three or four times a week and we have sex three or four times a week like really wow but for the the first year of seeing each other um we would have sex like all the time and we'd also see each other a lot and then um wouldn't have time to have sex but we just like do it instead of sleeping so we were just tired for like for the first like year (laughs) it's really exhausting so good for fuck's sake This is a section on our podcast where our listeners send us in a question. This week's is, I have a stupidly high sex drive and just wondering how the hell do I calm it down? The slightest thing my girlfriend does and I'm ready to go and I'm all riled up. And when I don't get and when I don't get any, it can send me into foul moods. Mm. Mm, This is a bit of a sore spot for me because I think growing up, I would hate the fact that I would want to have sex when my partner didn't. Because yeah. of because of all like male stereotypes and stuff as yeah. well. Uh, I don't know if you guys have that as well, where like just being like, um, I just feel like a bad person. Maybe not bad person, but definitely sad and emo. Like more, it, I think for women it's more inward. Mm. So like if you yeah. want to have sex and your partner doesn't, you blame yourself and right. it's your fault yeah, rather yeah. than that yeah. the sort of that anger side of things. Mm. But that's interesting. Um, especially from a masculine point of view. Mm, mm. It's kind of a tricky one because I feel like I've probably struggled with this myself, Mm. like having a really high sex drive and then not getting the sex I want from it. And I have like internalized it and it has been like one of those things where I'm just like, oh my God, I'm not good enough. And even though I know that it's not anything to do with me, I can't help feeling these things. They always just get to me and make me feel really shit. Mm. So it's it's a really hard thing. And I don't know if I've ever really found the recipe to like make it go away. Like, I, and I wouldn't ever want to make my sex drive go away. Because it's, it's the worry, isn't it? It's the feeling mm. after the obsession. Yeah. That's what I want to go away. Yeah, because it's almost I relate with the foul moods thing in a way. Mm. It's not necessarily that I get angry, but it, I will get into a bit of a, mm. a slump. But then I think that it's because we have this idea that like sex is like a singular thing that's not comparable to anything else in our lives. Yeah. But like, if let's say I go on a date with someone and I would, I'm really excited to have sex with them or go home with them or whatever, and then we don't, then I, I, t- I tend to go cool what else can I do to get that satisfaction stuff yeah. and that c- and that could be like go home and have a wank or whatever yeah. but often it's just like cool I'm gonna go I'm going to like if we, if we go home together and then I'll like the whole gossip thing like I'm like I'm gonna get something like that mm-hmm. um, or yeah talk um, about it talk- with people yeah so I think if you're in a relationship and you have like quite differing sex drives it's going like I thought this is sorry this is my weird sexuality where I'm just like gonna challenge it into something else I'm like um like uh i don't know i think in terms of uh like if i'm you know if i'm with ruby 
and one of us wants to have sex and the other person doesn't and that yeah. happens quite frequently through three different being in different places um we'll like i think a lot of people think the only thing to do is to like negotiate and go like Either we're like having, not having sex, or mm-hmm. like we'll have a bit, you know, I'll do something Compr- for like, you, oh, compromise. It's compromise. Mm-hmm. But actually, like you can just do something instead that's like nice. Like that's mm. why I think like massages are lovely. Yeah. Because it's, uh, or like have a really good chat. Yeah, <laughs> or, just sit there and chat. Because a lot of times, sometimes maybe maybe just maybe um, I don't know. I think that people want people think as well of sex as being like literally like a mechanical. Like you need to have an orgasm and that's all you need. Yeah. And I think true. sometimes you just want like I really think that people just want intimacy. Yes. Even if you're like my genitals tell me I want to have sex now. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're throbbing. Uh, and that so that might that might be like wank and, uh, yes. and, a, and a cuddle. <laughs> wank and a cuddle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm getting with my partner because we're not mm. we don't have an awful lot of sex and we mm. um and I. We, I know that we both want more sex, but it's mm. kind of killed our sex drives as well. But we're getting that intimacy and that gratification from doing other stuff like sitting and chatting in bed or at the moment he's reading me a book and that Ooh, I'm that's getting so much. I'm into that. That's yeah. so cute. And it's just like a little cute I tried to get my boyfriend to read me a book and he was like, no. And I was like, oh, but Ree's boyfriend does it for her. He was, not, like, he was like, shouldn't so. be the reason. <laughs> um, because that's because like really that's like... Uh, I don't know. So, yeah, I think I think that that's a really lovely connection you would have with someone. I'm, I'm not sitting there going, "We should be having sex. We should be having sex," because it's almost nicer getting the intimacy from mm. the book reading. And mm. it is weird to start off with it. It was difficult, but yeah, it's it's been really nice. It's mm. definitely brought us closer together, maybe more so than sex ever could. Fucking hell. So our listeners also send us in a sex story Mm -hmm. every week. You can send them to us on our Instagram DMs. This week's is, I had a one night stand like a year ago. First one night stand ever. Had such a good time. Super cool guy. Stayed in contact and still have him on social media. Weirdly enough, lol. I'm on holiday at the moment in Cyprus and my daughter makes friends with this little boy. I get speaking to his mum who is such a nice person. We connected on so many different levels. We hung out the whole holiday. Cute. She has even said how she will come to where I live for a night out in a couple of weeks. At the end of the holiday, she showed me a picture of her son's father and it's him. Oh my God. Who I had a one night stand with. What the hell do I do? So awkward. I feel like, so awkward. I really feel like I found a friend too. She's so nice and we keep messaging, but I feel bad in the back of my mind. I did message him and he was like, don't worry, I won't mention it ever. But like, help, what do you think? Fuck. So, I mean, first thing I think of is to message him. So she's done that, but say, were you cheating on her? Or was there another agreement? Oh. Because that's what I originally thought. I didn't thought. even think of this. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that their children would be the same age and that they would have had sex at the same time. I think I've got confused Yeah, I, I thought it was just like a kooky story mm-hmm. about like meeting someone's, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's a small world mm-hmm. kind maybe, of thing. Maybe I'm reading into <laughs> it too much, but that's the first thing I thought was like, so when when did they have sex and were they were these was this couple still together? Oh, I think I've I'm confused the story. I think I so so. Oh, I'm going to ask you to repeat it now. <laughs> Shall I repeat it? Yeah, yeah. Basically, it was that she had a one night stand. Yeah, and then and then met this lovely girl yeah, yeah, on holiday yeah. that 
became they had two kids mm-hmm. they their kids became friends and then they became friends and at the end of the holiday this woman shows us a picture of her son's her own son's father and it was the same guy that she'd had a one one night stand with a year are they before together that's what i'm wondering yeah it doesn't it's not i mean it's, it's not, not clear. clear so i think if she says that my son's father no one said no one says that unless they I know that's like a separate thing, isn't it? It's like, Mm. oh, so he's not my husband or my boyfriend or my partner. Mm. It's my son's father. Maybe it's like already done and dusted. So I think morally this is fine. It's just excellent gossip because well <laughs> what a weird situation to so end up weird. in. Um but and and it's but you know, I think that it's just uh fine. But yeah, I uh but, but if it was me, I would just like I would just go I love this situation. Yeah, yeah. Because, be open about it. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, I would I would go like um She might as well tell her. I think that may, uh, Yeah, I think it would make the young the daughter and whatever the and relationship the, weird weird but mm. i think that i would definitely talk about it with him mm. or, and with all your friends like talk they, they would love that <laughs> so weird i mean it's a weird coincidence it sounds like you are mates with this person so you yeah. and i'm sure you talk about sex and partners and and if that does come up kind of gauge her reaction when it comes to things like that because she might be very you know traditional and prim and proper and then maybe it's worth gauging on if you should talk about it and maybe that would ruin the relationship but if she's like cool and talking about like partners and oh, i fucked him and yeah i need to get laid then you mm. should be like you know funny story yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I think people have a lot of expectations of other people and themselves yeah and really like the only thing that because the, the only thing that makes that weird is just social convention like yeah is the fact like why, why yeah like really why is that weird mm-hmm. like uh but it, but i love that it's weird yeah <laughs> i mean that's that's like i don't even know what kind of mathematics no, that is but the a... chances of that is crazy mm, yeah, it is. It, I ha- those sort of things like the small world things that happen to you are just yeah. crazy mm. like so mad yeah. the only thing is we're talking about this in the sense that she's just seen this picture she hasn't she's already seen this picture and not mentioned anything for a while Mm. i would if it was me personally if someone showed me a picture of someone that i fucked like a year ago i'll be like oh that's funny instantly say i would like i i met him like a year ago i wouldn't even necessarily say that i'd fucked him a year ago i said Mm. oh i I met him a year ago oh i I, that's true because because why 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 wouldn't you say why is that different why is you could just be like we we met well, yeah, like yeah. even have yeah. had a date, you know? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, it doesn't mean anything. And also because because it, it's not a, it's something currently happening either. Exactly. So it doesn't sound like it was like an ongoing thing. Be like, that's weird. We date. We we went mm. on a date, and it doesn't mean anything now. Yeah. Um, well, if if you're listening to this and you want to come clean to her, then say I actually asked a podcast, and they said like actually talk about the podcast making it open because how do you even go into that with the conversation how that like, is very well and us good saying oh yeah i would have done this or i could do this but mm. yeah how does she do it now mm. going mm. to her friend like have mates coming over for a night out maybe she's just, she just got to be like look i've got to be honest with you i've got to clear the air mm. and then say yeah it. especially if it's gonna bug you for like ever yeah yeah that's i think that's the thing that i yeah. really try to avoid is like having things just hanging over your entire yeah. life because uh yeah yeah, fuck that shit. Okay.
It has been lovely, but it's time oh. for us to fuck off. Oh, thank you so a, much. Thank you. A good little gossip. I'm loving it. Love a yeah, love a gossip. Oh, <laughs> Why do you have to say it in that voice every time you say that? <laughs> just because I get camp. Because yeah. saying the word gossip, you have to be camp. You, just, you do, gossip, just don't you? Gossip. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do the hand movement. Yeah, you can't see in the Dots. podcast, but there's a lot. Oh, yeah, of, a lot can't. of limp wrists. Fuck. There's a lot of limp wrists. We always like we always <laughs> wave goodbye as well. Like yeah, no one yeah, can yeah. see that shit. Um, so where can our lovely listeners find your shit? So um, I on the way to this podcast, mate. I've, I'm starting a personal Instagram. Account, Yay! Um, because I want to do more stuff like this, talking about queer stuff. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, so my my Instagram account is silly Alex Norris. Silly Alex. Uh, I love that. And my comics are at uh, webcomic underscore name on Instagram and Doris McComics on Twitter. Yeah, Wonderful. you definitely need to check the comics out. They are amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And check out the Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Uh, oh, Patreon.com yeah. slash okay. Doris McComics. And that's where my erotica, blob erotica is. Blob. Mm. That's what we want to see. <laughs> Blobs erotica. Yeah, g- genderful blobs. Yeah, so much, oh. a lot of gender. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the word genderless. It should be like gender more. Yeah, Actually, yeah, well, gen- <laughs> genderful. Gender less, genderful. Gender more. Gender yeah. more. I've got loads of. Anyway, <laughs> thank you all very much for listening to our lengthy ass podcast. <laughs> Please subscribe, give us a rating and a review, and send us your stories and yes. questions. Yeah, sorry. And yes, check out Ruby's podcast episode as well, mm-hmm. which will be all yeah. the way down the list and listen to everything she has to say about sex. It's awfully interesting. Very good. Thank you again. Thank you very much. Very good. Very good. good. Why did I say that? Good work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Awfully good. Very good. Very good. Bye. Bye.